Stevens Road Baptist Church podcast. Here you'll find our weekly teaching and more as we try to equip you to live out your faith everywhere and always. This morning, we're continuing with our sermon series, Following Jesus Everywhere. The first week of this series, Pastor Christopher talked about the cost of following Jesus. And last week, he talked about how Jesus called each one of us to follow him, even when we have to give up our plans. And if you miss those sermons, you can find them on Facebook, or we have a podcast, and if you're wondering how to access those, you can ask us after the service. This morning, I want to walk you through a great example of finding opportunity to introduce your friends to Jesus through the story of Levi. Now, we read this account of Levi in the Gospel of Mark, but you can also find it in the Gospel of Matthew and Luke. They are similar accounts. Sometimes you will hear Levi referred to as Matthew, one of Jesus' disciples, and that he was the writer of the Gospel of Matthew. For this morning, we're going to stick with calling him Levi. Here we find Levi working away at his job. He was a tax collector, which we heard from Julian during the children's corner. This meant he worked for the Roman Empire. He was to get a commission from the taxes he collected. Some tax collectors would skim off the top and collect more than was needed. Tax collectors were regarded as cheats, which, as you can imagine, did not go well with the Jewish community. Levi was a Jew, so he and other tax collectors were seen as traitors because they worked for Rome. A tax collector might have had it made in the financial department, but they were looked down upon and were the lowlifes of society. The Pharisees especially looked down on tax collectors. They saw them as sinners because they did not observe religious law. Some tax collectors might not have cheated the people, therefore they might have upheld moral laws, but if a person didn't observe the religious laws, they were still sinners. As a tax collector, Levi was not well-liked, but he had a great job, so he was doing fine. Why would he want to leave that wealth and job security? Who cares if he wasn't liked that well? He could hang out with the other tax collectors. That was all good and well until Jesus decided to go for a walk, always looking for an opportunity to meet people. He came by Levi's work and said to him, come, follow me. And Levi most likely already heard about Jesus and who he was. For Jesus to be welcoming toward Levi and invite him to follow him would be a huge deal. Right away, Levi left everything behind and he followed Jesus. He gave up the wealth, he gave up the job security, and went after Jesus. He didn't have a job to go back to if this Jesus thing didn't work out. He left it all and he knew the cost to follow Jesus. What happened next was probably a bit mind-blowing and offensive to many people in their time, especially to the religious people, to the Pharisees. 
Levi wanted to tell all his friends about what Jesus had done for him, and those friends were sinners, just like he was. So Levi invited Jesus, his friends, and other tax collectors to come over for dinner. To us, this probably doesn't really seem like a big deal. The Pharisees did not like this at all, as we heard. Everyone knew that to invite someone to your home for a meal meant that you accepted them, that there would be a close bond between you and those who partook in the meal with you. Eating together implied religious acceptance of that person. It represented forgiveness and fellowship. How could Jesus ever eat with the company of scum like the tax collectors? As much as the Pharisees were shocked at Jesus' behavior, they were probably just as surprised at how he responded to them. Jesus responded by telling them that he didn't come for those who had it together, for the healthy people. He came for the sick, the people that were in a mess. They're ones that need a doctor, someone to help them to get out of that mess. They're the ones that know they need help and that they need a savior. Levi was excited about meeting Jesus, and he wanted to introduce his friends to Jesus, even though there was opposition against him and against Jesus. He wanted his friends to have what he had, a relationship with Jesus. Let's fast forward to today. There was a woman from a known section of town that was rougher than other parts of town who went to a woman's Bible study at a local church. She hadn't been there before. She had been living with a man, and they had a baby out of wedlock who she brought with her. She liked the meeting and came back a couple of times. Then one time, the minister went to her and said, I must ask you to... I must ask you not to come again. The woman gave him a questioning look. The other woman, he said, say that they will stop coming if you continue to come. She looked at him with a poignant wistfulness. Sir, she said, I know I'm a sinner, but isn't there anywhere a sinner can go? This is based on a true story and has probably happened to people we know in one way or the other, maybe not that exact situation. The behavior of this person wasn't quite right, yet she was seeking a place of acceptance and to find Jesus. A teen once told me that she was thinking about becoming a Christian, which was exciting, but she wasn't sure because of all the rules. After explaining that it wasn't about the rules, but about a relationship with Jesus, she said, oh, well, then I want to be a Christian. She was looking for acceptance and a relationship with Jesus. She was looking for a place to belong. People are looking for acceptance and belonging, just as Levi found acceptance and belonging with Jesus. Jesus came for those whose lives are in a mess, for those who are sick, for the sinners, 
for people like Levi and for people like you and me. We were once there and we still don't have it all together. Levi invited his friends to meet with Jesus because his life was changed. He wanted to introduce his friends to the man that accepted him when others wouldn't. He finally belonged. He wanted to introduce them to the man that made him leave all the money behind and find a new life that included following Jesus. When I think of this story of Levi and as I was preparing, it made me ask, who am I in this story? Am I a Levi inviting people in? Or am I being more like a Pharisee? Am I following Jesus like Levi, inviting my friends and others to meet Jesus? Or am I sticking with my friends and people who already know Jesus and following the rules more than I'm following Jesus? It's not a bad thing, but when we are stuck in and not inviting others in to Jesus, that's not good. Am I being an inviting person, or am I staying in my Christian bubble? Who are you in the story? There is a cost to following Jesus, and we've heard that. We know that. It's not easy It's hard. There's joys, there's ups, there's downs. We've all been called to follow him. As followers, we should desire to introduce our friends to others and others to Jesus. And a friend could be a neighbor, a family member, a co-worker, someone at school, anyone that you would spend time with and get to know. Introducing and sharing Jesus with your friends and those around you doesn't have to be complicated or stressful. It takes prayer and action. Prayer that God would lead you, pray that God would lead you in speaking with your friends about Jesus. We have to start there. Pray for your friends who don't know Jesus. Ask God to put someone on your heart who you need to be more bold with in telling him or her about Jesus. Sometimes we stress out because we fear rejection. We don't want to push Jesus onto people, or we just are too comfortable at living in our Christian lives, and we don't want conflict. As you pray about things, make sure you're taking the time to listen for the guidance of the Holy Spirit who will lead you into action. Not just while you're sitting at home on your couch, but when you're out in everyday life. Be praying and asking for the Holy Spirit to work in you and through you. I'm so excited about my sister these days because... um, She's been a Christian for as long as I know, but recently she's just really been um, holding on to her faith and growing in her faith, and I can see that. I used to talk about my brother a lot, and now I'm talking a little bit more about my sister. And recently, we were just talking about 
um, things, and it's so exciting to be able to talk to her about um, about God and about the things she's teaching in her Sunday school class and those kind of things. And so she was telling me about her friend that she met in university. And so this was 20 plus years ago. She probably would not like me telling you how many exact years it's been. Um, so she made a friend and they were roommates all throughout university. And years later, they, invite, they lived in the same community. And even when they lived far from each other, they would stay in touch, visit each other, call each other. And now my sister, when she was in university, she went to, she was at Acadia and she went to the Wolfville Baptist Church and she was a youth leader and those kind of things. So this friend knew that my sister was a believer. But my sister never really wanted to push Jesus on her or anyone. So she just lived out her life, which is good. Then they always, at Christmas time, they exchange Christmas gifts. And um, of course, being from Wolfville and her being from the South Shore, um, living in the Valley and all those places, they always have to get a Frenchie's gift. And then they give some other kind of gift or gifts. Sometimes they go a little overboard. So she, my sister was telling me, I think just this past week, that two years ago, my sister decided, she got her Frenchie's gift for her, and my sister decided that she was going to give her a Bible. And so she gifted her this Bible at Christmas time. And my sister's friend said, well, it's about time. Sometimes we don't want to push Jesus on others. And that is very valid. But sometimes they're waiting for us to share that part of our lives with them. She has a coworker um, that she's working with now, and she's a social worker, and so she's not really allowed to talk about God with her, her clients. And um, so one day her and her, so and her coworker were talking, and she brought up something that she was struggling with, and it was having her question things about God. And my sister thought, oh, I'm not allowed to talk to her. Wait a second, she's my coworker. So she decided, she had a Christian book at home that she thought, you know what, I think this would help. And she said, I have this book, would you be interested in reading it? So she brought it to work with her. I think it was a Friday. The coworker took it home, read it, came back on Monday, and um, the coworker said, I'm not sure if I believe in everything, but, and they were able to have a conversation about God. This past Christmas, I decided that I would give um, my sister-in-law a woman's devotional. We're not sure really where she is at, um, but I hope and pray that when I ask her about it, it would give an opportunity to talk about Jesus with her. It's not too late to introduce your friends to Jesus. Just be their friend, care for them, and don't be afraid to talk about Jesus with them.
If you are following Jesus, he is part of your life and should be the biggest part of your life. I'm not saying you have to talk about him all the time. One time I had a friend who was a Christian and um, I tend to bring up, especially it's much easier with your Christian friends to bring up God. And we would talk and she said, I just don't think that we have to talk about God all of the time. And I thought, oh, well, no, but he should be part of our lives and part of our conversation in our everyday life, not just Sunday mornings. So it's hard sometimes, especially when we have friends who don't know Jesus. But may you take the time to pray to ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and to have those conversations. May you help people to feel accepted and that they belong. Here are some other ideas to think about as you find ways to introduce people to Jesus. And I see you guys doing this all of the time, and I hear about it because you tell me. Be like Levi and invite them to a meal in your home. We see this happen less and less, and I think last week Christopher talked about um, having a meal at home, but I remember when I was young, my parents would always on a Sunday after church be inviting someone in for a meal. Having someone in your home can be very vulnerable for a person, but it's a way to open up conversation that you miss out when you're in a restaurant. The visiting friend will see all types of things in your home, the type of books you read, maybe art on your wall. Um, I have a chalkboard that I put quotes up on sometimes, and people ask about that when they come in. What's on your fridge? Maybe support missionaries, and they'll be like, oh, who is this? And you can share and tell them about who they are, why you support them. Maybe it stresses you out to have people visit you, and maybe your spiritual gift is not hospitality, and that's okay. You don't have to do it alone. Maybe you think, I have to clean my house before anyone comes. Don't stress about it. You don't have to do it alone. Find another Christian friend who has the gift of hospitality that will help you out. Invite them over. Hugh Halter, who writes about sharing your faith and life with others, and also where I got the idea of the 411 rhythm that SNL is based off, um, he talks about getting other believers together with you as you invite your friends and neighbors in to share life with them together so you're not doing it on your own. And as a single person, I really like this idea of bringing other Christian friends together, inviting other friends or neighbors to join in on activities. I don't have to have those conversations on my own all the time. And sharing life with your friends and those around you include Jesus in the conversations you have. 
Invite your friends out for coffee. Go for a hike or a walk. Go to the movies and then talk about the movie afterwards. A little bit deeper conversation of why you liked things and didn't about the movie. Give them a Bible. Just be their friend and show Jesus, show the Jesus, show the love of Jesus and tell them where that love and care comes from. Talk about God moments. Many of you have come up to me in the past few months after we started God Moments here. Um, and you'll say something like, I was out on a walk with a friend and she shared about her family and I was able to pray for them, pray for her and her family. And this came about because of it. One person told me they had an opportunity to go for coffee with a coworker and um, at the end of the conversation, was able to give them a Bible, and the coworker wants to meet up again and talk more. Another person said to me recently that something happened, and the coworker said, "Oh, that's a coincidence." And she thought, "I'm going to say no." She said, "You know what? I believe in God and." I think that that was a God moment, which just put that thought in that person's mind and can open up that conversation. These stories are all from people who have decided to be more open about who they are as followers of Jesus. And I can imagine that it's not always easy for them. We need to be talking to Jesus and asking for his help and wisdom. Be sure to listen, and he will guide you. Don't be caught up in being perfect. Be caught up in God's mercy and love for your friends. Remember what Jesus has done for you, the sacrifice he has made for you, the new life you have received in Jesus, the struggles he's gotten you through, and the hard times he's carrying you through right now, and the joy and blessings he has given you And share that with your friends and those around you. Before the music team leads us in the last song, I want you to take a moment and reflect on who you are in the story. If needed, seek forgiveness. And when you go this week, I want you to take time to seek God and ask him to reveal to you who you should spend more time with, and an opportunity to include Jesus in the conversation with that person. Just take a moment now to reflect and think on that question. Who are you in the story? Or ask God, who is someone that I can include Jesus in the conversation with this week? listening to the Stephen Drug Baptist Church podcast. I hope what you listened to was helpful. If you enjoyed it, consider liking, subscribing, or sharing this podcast. You can find us on Facebook, or if you are in the Dartmouth, Nova Scotia area, we would love to see you some Sunday. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful day.